honestly, I've always like looked at people who've been friends with the same people from like elementary to adulthood and they have their babies at the same time. And I'm like, how do you do this? That is so crazy because you go through so many different transitional periods and you're still able to remain friends. And like, obviously that's incredible, but it isn't the reality for a lot of people. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey. hey guys, it's your host, Emma Desam, back with another sixth episode of Before, Before We, we Make, Make It. it. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't I don't know. It's late at night. <laughs> so I just have the giggles. Uh, welcome back, everyone. We're going to start off with a reality check and then get into a super fun episode about relationships, friendships, romantic Q&A. Exactly. We're so excited to answer all these questions. Yes. Guys, so we're truly obsessed. We're going to get right into it. What are you truly obsessed with right now, Emma? I've been truly obsessed with so many things. I talked about skincare in the last episode, Mm -hmm. but it turns out that I made a little skincare boo-boo. So (laughs) I started started, um, dermaplaning my skin, which Mm -hmm. is basically just like facial shaving. It's like a very common thing. Look it up. TikTok is all the rage with it. (laughs) And this Sunday, I basically just like ran over my skin with a facial razor one too many times. Oh, no. And it was really, really bad. And so I decided that I'm not going to be pursuing that any longer. Mm. And I'm simply sticking to – I've been obsessed with those uh, face masks that you brought me. I think it was like – The Korean ones? Yes. You still haven't yeah. used them? So I have, I have like three or something. And oh so I gosh. started using those to soothe my skin after I got all of that redness from the dermaplaning. Mm-hmm. And it was like a nice honey one. And it was so freaking amazing. Like – I don't know if you guys have ever tried this, but it's like a sheet face mask. Yeah. And so you just lie down on your bed and you have it like on your face. It's super cooling. It has something in it. There's like different kinds. Like there's honey and like aloe and all these different types mm-hmm. of face masks. But that was just like the best thing ever. And so I'm saving the other ones just for when I really need a nice little face mask. I'm oh. truly obsessed with those. They're the best. You're welcome. Also, guys, I visited my family in South Korea like two years ago, and she still hasn't used these. (laughs) But they're actually infused with antioxidants. And also, like, Korean skincare is all about hydrating your skin Mm -hmm. because after you clean it, it gets dehydrated. The natural oils are flushed out, whatever. So, yeah. It was really nice. I really enjoyed it. Okay, so for me, I've been truly obsessed with wearing no makeup and mm-hmm. having my hair up just mm-hmm. out of my face in a bun. And also Notion, guys. Like Notion, I've actually been obsessed with it. Oh, yeah. Explain to them exactly what it okay, is. Okay, <laughs> Notion is this revolutionary note-taking platform, but it's so much better than, say, Google Docs, say, your notes app on your iPhone. Like it's literally – the epitome of like organized lifestyle and so lately i've been watching this guy's videos on youtube his name is august bradley okay and he creates these templates for like annual review planning like your action zone which is what you're going to do for the week and all these things and it's literally been making me like you know the ocd in me Mm -hmm. yeah is really coming out of of a shell and i'm oh yeah now it's coming out of my shell (laughs) oh yeah on on another level no that is a really good app i tried using it but i feel like you definitely have to take time to understand how to use it mm-hmm. the it's pretty complex, complex at first yeah. yeah but i'm proud of you 
Thanks. Starting off 2021 on the right foot. (laughs) As Dasan said earlier, today we're going to be doing a advice episode, which we've never Mm -hmm. done before. So we're super excited. We basically just asked you guys on Instagram to send us questions and we got a ton of them. So it was really hard to pick some, especially because we're doing shortened episodes from now on. 30 minutes. But we're going to try and fit every single one or at least every single one into this episode. So we're sorry if we didn't get to your question, but let's get right into it. So the first question is, if a friendship dies, is it because the roots were never solid in the first place? Which is a very heavy question. I would say friends are so complicated sometimes because they are the right friends for different phases of your life. Mm -hmm. And then they are the not right friends for other phases of your life. So Mm -hmm. I think... A friendship is usually solidly founded on some sort of connection, whether it's a common interest or a hobby like exercise or listening to the same podcasters, etc. And so that kind of gets you like going, having those deeper conversations, and then you hang out and do things that you enjoy doing together. Mm-hmm. So I don't think if a friendship dies, it's not necessarily because the roots weren't solid. It's more so because you are on different paths mm-hmm. and now your interests have evolved to the point where they don't align anymore. And so they may not be like that person may not be contributing value to you as they did before. So I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's more of a phasing out yeah. acceptance thing. Yeah. And I also think that there is something to do with like compatibility there yeah. because I mean, I understand like the whole, I mean, you're growing a lot, especially like right now especially if you're in college or maybe you just got out of college and you're kind of just trying to figure out like who those long-term friends are you can make friends in different phases of your lives and some friends are meant to be there forever and others are simply just there for certain amounts of time and Mm -hmm. like overall everyone is there to teach you specific things Mm -hmm. and so it is kind of sad because it's like okay maybe they're only here for a small period of time but like you learn something from everyone and I don't think like friendships necessarily die but Mm -hmm. it's more so like your paths are just diverging and you simply Mm. are just not in the same place and maybe even like the same people that you were when you first became friends yeah so like you can't you can't have that same exact friendship that you had in middle school maybe with that person now that you're say like 25 26 years old just because Mm -hmm. things have gotten so different for you guys maybe you went to different colleges and you had so many different experiences yeah and like that doesn't mean that you can't still be amicable with that person and like get coffee with them and catch up and wish them well. But it sometimes just means the that like dies. Yeah. And I don't know. Has that ever happened to you? Like, yeah. Like friendship? Oh my gosh, this has happened to me quite a bit, mostly because I feel like my high school friends, because we went to different universities, etc., I haven't been able to keep up with them. And sometimes you question like if it's you, if it's them, like mm-hmm. what went wrong, etc. But I think change above everything else is so like quintessential to growth. Yeah. And so you shouldn't see like friendships that are slowly just naturally and organically, for lack of a better word, dying off. Yeah. Like you shouldn't see that as a negative. You should see it as an opportunity to like find other friends that maybe align more with their interests. But I don't think it's about it doesn't reflect badly on who you are or who Not the at other all. person is. Yeah. It's more so about just change and growth and evolution. Yeah, for sure. And also like it's not that the roots were never solid in the first place. They yeah. were just they were meant to be there for a certain amount of time and maybe now it's yeah. it's different. And also like that doesn't that doesn't mean that you guys don't have a shot at becoming really great friends again in the future if mm-hmm. for some reason it's not Paths working crossed. now. Yeah, exactly. Like who knows? Like maybe in a year from now you guys are going to be in a more similar place in your lives or mm-hmm. something is going to happen that's going to bring you two together so I guess to that one I would say like it doesn't necessarily die but 
just expect that like there are going to be transitional phases in life where you may not yeah. be as close to people as you once were. And don't force anything because you don't want friendships that are for, like yeah. one-sided. Exactly, for sure. Yeah. And that's no, a really good question. Yeah, that's a really good question. No, but the other thing I wanted to say is just um, – Share some memories. Yeah. Memories will never die off. They're timeless. So enjoy them, ponder on them, and think of them fondly despite where you are now. Yeah. Okay, guys. So next question, someone asked, how do you maintain a long-distance relationship? I feel Mm -hmm. like this comes up in every, like, dating Mm Q&A. Take it away. So I have actually done this before um, multiple times in college, and I will say that it is – I mean, this is, like, the most basic answer. I'm sorry, but it's all about communication. Like – Obviously, you both have to be willing to make it work. Um, I know that there are some people who have literally been in different countries and been able to make it work. Yeah, like you have to make sure that, I mean, even if you're not in college, if maybe you say like your partner's deployed or something, like Mm. long distance is is hard. And it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Like Mm -hmm. if you are not truly committed to that person and you have any sort of doubt about the relationship Mm -hmm. i wouldn't recommend doing long distance just because it's only magnify them it'll either make your relationship stronger or it won't and Mm -hmm. so i think that it's something that you have to go into very mindfully and very intentionally Mm -hmm. and kind of like i guess to be realistic like make a plan as to when you guys are going to be talking like Also, making realistic plans for when you're going to see each other. Yeah, expectations. Yeah, because that gives you something to look forward to. Like, if you're going to be able to see your partner once a month and you have, like, a weekend that's carved out just for them, like, that's something to look forward to. And that's going to kind of, like, motivate you to push through the hard months of long distance or potentially even years. Um, I think it really depends on, like, the time period that you are doing long distance. Mm -hmm. But I would just say, above all, like, make sure that, both of you guys want the same thing and that yeah. you're going to be giving an equal amount of effort in that because it can't mm-hmm. just be one person like putting in everything and the other kind yeah. of just drifting off, you know? Yeah. And I don't have personal experience with this, but I am going to mm-hmm. in a couple weeks, honestly. Yeah. And the main thing for me is to have like a vision for the future. Yeah. Because if, if you feel like you're just comfortable in the relationship, complacent, like there's no vision for the both of you to grow together and live this life together as partners, then that's when the fragility is going to be truly exposed. When you're long distance and you don't have like physical comforts and intimacy to kind of mask any incompatibilities. Yeah. So- I think long distance is great as long as you maintain good expectations mm-hmm. because if you don't, obviously you're going to be disappointed and that's going to lead to negative conflict. Mm-hmm. And also make sure that you are both on the same page like Emma said. Yeah. And another thing is to make sure that you have your own things that are going on in your life because mm. obviously like you want to so you want to be busy. Like you want to be doing whatever it is that you're doing with your life, like following your passions, focusing on school if you're still in school or your job, whatever it may be. Like you want to make sure that you have something that you're doing other than just sitting around missing that person. And so don't forget that you have your own life to tend to and that you may be in a long distance relationship and, you know, FaceTime Fridays might be something that you always have, but don't forget about the current life that you're living in person. Like if, you know, you get invited to a night out with friends and you are really looking for new friends or whatever, like you want to, yeah, like you want to maintain the people that are in your life with you in person as well Mm -hmm. so try to find a good balance of just making sure that you're tending to your relationship but also not forgetting about the life that you're living now because i've heard about stories where people will go into college with relationships already and Mm -hmm. the you know boyfriend and girlfriend go to different colleges and 
they end up kind of just holding themselves back from experiencing real life because they're in a long distance relationship. And I'm not saying like it can't happen. I'm not saying it's impossible. Again, like I think it's not for the faint of heart. It's if you Mm -hmm. really, really, you know, see a future with that person and you can trust them too and they can trust you. um, That's a a really huge thing. But yeah, just like don't forget that you have a whole life to live and you don't want to waste a super long amount of time just waiting around. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. No, that makes so much perfect sense. Like I really love that because you need to invest in other things as in the relationship is obviously a huge priority, but it shouldn't be overtaking your life exactly. where you're, it's your only source of satisfaction, joy, fulfillment, mm-hmm. whatever, because that is only going to be disappointing in the long run because you're not there in person. But look yeah. forward to the moments that you reunite and that'll be even more special because you're no longer taking it for granted. Yeah, for sure. And then I kind of touched on trust, but again, I'm just going to reiterate it. Trust is so big. (laughs) So make sure that you and your partner have a really good foundation of trust in your relationship because that's, I mean, even if you weren't doing long distance, that is the foundation of any relationship. So make sure you're thinking about that before going into a long distance relationship. Yeah. And give the other person the benefit of the doubt. They're not going to be perfect, but neither are you. And you need to show each other grace to make it work. Yeah. Look, good luck. (laughs) We wish you the best of luck. You got this. Okay. So next question. Is it better to tell a bad friend that you're severing ties or do you just ghost them? Oh gosh. Okay. (laughs) Let me just say you should never ghost anyone entirely because Mm -hmm. I promise you guys, like I know this from experience too. Like I've been ghosted. I've ghosted before kind of not really (laughs) like not intentionally but more accidentally Mm -hmm. and that person will always come back to you somehow and then you're gonna have to deal with the ghosting eventually eventually exactly and so i would never ghost anyone but you also don't want to necessarily tell them hey i'm severing ties with you because that's almost like closing a door like you're not opening up any room for conversation about what's going on in the friendship how it could be worked on together mutually as a collaborative thing rather than a okay like I'm done with you I'm shutting the door on you in my life for sure so if you are thinking of a friend who's not necessarily like the best influence on you as in they're always bringing you down they're negative their energy is really low and or you feel like you're putting in too much effort and they're putting in none have a conversation with them because if they're a good friend, then they'll receive that with a lot of like refreshing. Oh, wow. Like I didn't know this was going on. Yeah. I care about you. Like they'll reinforce like their prioritization of the relationship and then they'll actually make efforts to change their actions and make it better. So open honesty is completely completely warranted here and if that person doesn't respond well that's when you know maybe they're not right for you in this point in your life Mm -hmm. and you could slowly ease them out of your like dated activities whatever and then that'll happen more naturally yeah so obviously you need to do what's best for you but i agree with what you're saying like it's probably not the best decision to just go someone because eventually mm-hmm. it will come back to you in some way or another. So I would just say like, even if it's someone that's like a really bad friend who just like hasn't showed up for you, like just has displayed literally all the bad traits mm-hmm. of someone who like shouldn't be in your life. You need to do what's best for you. And, you know, obviously like have a conversation with them and, you know, don't just like come at them with accusatory statements or anything mm, like that. That's never but good. Just, but just let them know like, hey, I've been, you know, maybe bottling this up inside and I really want to express it to you. And if you kind of already decided that maybe you just will be better off without the friendship, then you don't have to say like from now on, like I will not be speaking <laughs> to you, but just kind of say like, I think maybe we should take some time or like, I just want to let you know that like, this is how I was feeling 
And I don't know like if you were ever aware of it, but I felt like I just needed to like let you know that maybe like this is why we don't talk as much anymore or yeah. this is why like I kind of need to distance myself just for like my own sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's someone that you think you actually can fix things with or that like they can fix things with you or they have the potential to be a much better friend, then like try to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Sometimes people just don't know how they're acting. They're and Exactly. So like, it really does need to be brought to their attention mm-hmm. and preferably in person too. Like yes. don't like text this to them because texting obviously just breeds so miscommunication. much miscommunication. So ask them for a coffee um, or maybe just like talk on the phones of COVID, whatever you think is going to be like the most like direct way to do it. Just yeah. I would try to avoid texting at mm-hmm. all costs with this just because you don't want to, you don't want to say anything and then it be uh, taken yeah. the wrong way and if it's not founded like it's not based on actions but more so just like a feeling that you have then maybe experiment by not reaching out as much and see if you miss them or if they miss you as yeah. in they'll contact you and see if their presence is actually something warranted in your life that made you feel good about yourself and furthered you in some way like grew you in some way yeah so yeah guys good question next question how to express when there's lack of mutual effort in the relationship. This could go from friendship too. This is like a perfect segue. Mm-hmm. What do you think? For sure. Everyone has different expectations, whether or not they communicate them. In friendships especially, I think that sometimes people will tend to have expectations of their friends that like they have of themselves. Yeah. So you'll go – all out for your friends and do all these things for them and they might not do the same thing for you but they will do different things for you that are like their ways of showing care and appreciation Mm -hmm. and so I think that like it's important to just kind of like check yourself and see like okay maybe my way of showing care isn't the way that they receive it and so maybe I do need to compromise the way that I show it in trade for like the way that they are going to actually benefit from it. So let's say like my way of showing care to you is by sending you like a nice little text. Mm -hmm. But the way that you're going to receive it best is if I, you know, do something nice for you, like an actual action, like Mm -hmm. cleaning the living room or something. I don't know. So I will like do something that's going to be more receptive on your end, if that makes sense. So I don't know if that answered the question at all, but I felt like that was important to mention Mm -hmm. just because like, Everybody has different expectations of each other, like in relationships and friendships and family dynamics. And so it's important to really think about like what the other person is going to react to and what like they're Mm -hmm. actually going to feel cared for by. Yeah. And really reflect on all the things that they've done for you that you may not have noticed. Mm -hmm. So when I feel like I'm the only person putting in effort, I'll consider myself in their shoes. So I'll consider, oh, like what is that person going through right now? What it what That's is good. really like filling up their plate? Why are they not contacting me back? Why are they taking so long to respond? And then I'll actually develop some sort of empathy and understanding for their situation. Mm-hmm. And then I'll try to like lessen my expectations so that next time when they do reach out, it's not like, oh, finally, but more of a, oh, I'm so grateful that they did that. Like they took the time out of their busy schedule to do that. Yeah. So appreciating more what more of what they do and focusing less on what they don't do, I think is super important. But if it's really extreme and you're literally putting in every single piece of effort and they're just like ghosting you, not responding, like totally uninterested, then consider the fact that that person doesn't value you, which is a really hard pill to swallow. But if that's the case, then push your efforts for people that will value you Mm -hmm. because that is going to be so much more worth your time. Yeah. And it's kind of similar to the last question. It's like, do I just ghost them or do I communicate it to them? 
I will say that sometimes it's not even worth communicating because mm-hmm. those people don't care. It's not that the person doesn't care about you per se. Like there really is no specific way to know that unless you want to ask that person. But sometimes people just have so many other things to do. Like you don't know what other people's situations mm-hmm. are and they might not even be prioritizing any friendships whatsoever. Yeah. Again, like you're going to have to check if that's the case. Like it's a situation by situation thing. Cause some people will care about your friendship, but just mm-hmm. have other priorities. And then some people like won't. And so again, like it's kind of, just one of those things where you have to be able to read um, the situation. Mm-hmm. And if you feel that your friendship is being taken advantage of, then that kind of gives you your answer as to whether yeah. or not that person cares enough. And in that situation, mm-hmm. then you can choose to like yeah. put your attention elsewhere or communicate it to them. And please don't take this personally because they're not intentionally like projecting hatred toward you. Like if they are somewhat in unconsciously abusing your kindness it might just be because they don't have much to give right now and you have more to give in that situation or you just care more to give Mm -hmm. and that's not a bad thing like it's not an expression of your value or worth or how good of a friend you are it's simply just incompatibility like we mentioned before yeah and if you maybe see that like this person is not seemingly going through something where they can't hang out with other people and like they're going out with other friends and like kind of ignoring you. I feel like that's like another obvious way to tell like, okay, this is someone who is not giving me like the friendship that I deserve to have. Mm -hmm. And like I deserve to have people that are going to be like rooting for me always and reaching out to me and making plans with me as much as I make plans with them. And so like know what you deserve. Like you do deserve good friends. Yes. And once you find them like, oh my gosh, it is a world of a difference from like that versus maybe like really bad experiences that you had where people just weren't putting in enough effort. Mm -hmm. You deserve it, girl or guy. (laughs) The next question is, I feel like I'm too dependent on my BF. Am I just being emotional or should I communicate this to him? Ooh, this is a good one. So let me say from personal experience, I feel like the girl always is feeling like a little bit too dependent, too emotional, like, oh, I'm just being in my head too like mentally exhausting for the other person to handle. But the thing is, guys in their masculine testosterone glory or whatever, (laughs) they are made to handle you as well as they love you. And so I don't think you should put so much pressure on yourself to suppress your passion for this other person, suppress how much you enjoy being in their presence because that is a sign of chemistry and love and it's all positive. I think you should communicate this to the person if you feel that way and you're looking for reassurance, but don't speak negatively about yourself. Don't think lowly of yourself. Don't put yourself down because that person may be thinking the world of you. This is what my mom told me and it was incredible advice. And once you convey like, oh, like, but I'm not this, I'm not that. Like they may start thinking, oh, but I never consider that. But I guess like you're right. Like they're going to try to agree with you out of politeness, whatever. And it's just not going to be good for either of y'all. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, know that you are worthy of all of the attention that you desire and that other person person is probably appreciative of it and if they aren't then that says more about them than you yeah and in the sense of like if you feel like your only happiness is in your relationship or that's the only thing you have to look forward to or you're just like just too dependent on him period like you always need him to be there to feel okay or to feel safe whatever it is there's no shame in loving someone and feeling like you can lean on them but i will say that there 
does need to be individuality in a relationship. I think in a healthy relationship, like if it's a long-term relationship and you guys are going to be together throughout various life changes, you're going to be in situations where you're going to be really, really busy. You might not be able to give as much time to each other. And I think it's important to have happiness in other areas of your life. So that way, Mm. like you can be happy in your job and in your friendships and then your relationship on top of that, like it should add to your life and not be your entire life. If you feel like maybe you are too clingy or anything like that, try to communicate this. Like I wouldn't say, oh, I just feel like I'm way too clingy to you or whatever it is, but say I want to focus more on things that I'm passionate about or I want to find things that I'm passionate about. Mm. I want to spend some time just exploring these other friendships, whatever it may be that you want to focus on more. And I'm sure that your significant other will understand. And support you. Exactly. Like they should support you and want that for you. And you guys should want that sort of balance for the relationship. And so, yeah, look for those things and spend spend time on the things that are going to make your life even more full. Mm -hmm. And I feel like through that, that's really how you become more dependent and reliant on your own self as opposed to like someone else. Yeah. Because you really never know like, you know, what's going to happen and you want to make sure that you can rely on your own self for things, mm-hmm. for happiness and passion and just like other friendships as well. Yeah. And no, you are not just being emotional. Never yeah, invalidate your emotions. If you feel like something they're doing is constantly being misinterpreted by you, maybe it's not misinterpretation. Maybe it's something that they can fix. And if you want to bring that up in a loving way, less accusatory and more of, hey, the way that you speak to me sometimes when I ask you to do me favors or the way that you don't listen when I have something really important to ask you about, it makes me feel blank and blank and blank. And so focus more on the effect rather than the action and they will probably try to accommodate you and that'll lead to a healthier relationship long term. Awesome. So next question, my significant other and I have been dating for about a few months now. I tend to feel unworthy of my partner. What? (laughs) Because they're excelling and it makes me feel lazy. How do I solve this? The relationship is still kind of new, so I'm not sure. Ooh. I felt like this before. Yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, the relationship is still kind of new, But at the same time, like these are conversations that are necessary in order to grow the relationship. Yeah. And so instead of looking at it as like, oh, they're excelling and I'm so lazy and like continuously filling yourself with negative self-talk, look at it as a motivation and see it as like, okay, my partner is doing these freaking awesome things and like I'm so capable of doing that in my own right and I'm going to like choose to be motivated by them and that is like a huge reason why I'm even with them is because Mm. they're doing all these awesome things and I think that it makes them so great and so confident and so smart and you know, et cetera. And so choose to be inspired by that person and aspire to get to that level of maybe productivity or ambition that they're at. And of course, like, you know, you guys are probably going to be in different fields, most likely, and you're doing different things. And so obviously, it's not going to be the exact same for the both of you. Yeah, choose to be inspired by it. It does not make you lazy to see someone else excelling. Um, And I think a lot of times we just immediately compare. So we see someone, um, especially someone really, really close to us in a relationship, you know, who is doing all these incredible things, but we can do incredible things too. And the more we sit and watch and then tell ourselves that we are less than, the less time that we have for actually doing the things that are going to make us feel like we're excelling. Yeah. And guys, confidence is attractive. It's so attractive. 
rather than faking it or just trying to like put the other person down to make yourself feel better, just lean into the things that you're passionate about. And since the relationship is new, maybe the other person is feeling the exact same way because when something is new and exciting, like you have this desire to put on a facade and have the other person think so highly of you, but know that if they're in a relationship with you, it's because they think you're worthy of them. They think you're more than worthy of them. They want to love you. And the fact that they are choosing you above like any other person that they could be with says a lot. And I think that should be like a point of reassurance for you. And like Emma said, just find things that you are good at and focus on your strengths rather than focusing so much on your weaknesses because people excel in different ways. And I don't think you should measure like success or even excellence (laughs) as black and white. It's never black and white. It's always subjective. So yeah. Awesome. I love that. Okay. Next question. How to keep the romantic spark alive without only leaning on physical intimacy. Ooh, okay. Spicy. So physical intimacy (laughs) is so important in a way because obviously like even just like touch, like just a simple like touch like on like your leg or on a shoulder or a hug or something, an embrace, like that can be such such stimulating acts for a new relationship for someone that you care deeply about. And so I think romantic spark is not only about physicality because there has to be some sort of emotional death and understanding of the other person to even like live this romantic spark like phase out for like a long time. So Emma, what would you say about like just keeping the honeymoon phase alive? Yeah, I – okay, I don't want to say I'm a pro at this, but I I have like made it my (laughs) life's mission in like the one relationship I had. Um, (laughs) A long one though. Yeah, I – I really focused on keeping, like you said, like it's, yeah, the honeymoon phase, but also just never like going a day without intentionally trying to, Mm. to get to know that person more and to continuously let yourself be surprised by them. Mm. So honestly, one of my favorite things, just like in getting to know somebody that you're really interested in in like a romantic way. Um, and obviously like, you know, even in friendships, but I guess this question is just like specifically romantic. Um, is just having really long conversations like late at night that go on for hours, like just staying up all night, like on FaceTime or something, Aww. or, you know, maybe you're together in person and just like talking about anything and everything. And I feel like that's part of falling in love is just like getting to understand how that person sees the world and mm. that all happens through actual conversation. And I feel like, yes, physical intimacy, intimacy is really important. And like you said, like even in the slightest like touch or hug or like, you know, the hand on the small of the back, <laughs> like whatever it is, I think above all, like the way that you get really, really close to someone in a way that is hard to replace with a simple act of intimacy is by getting to know who they are on a very deep level that not mm. a lot of people can can see. And I'm sure you've experienced this too, like just those very like deep conversations mm-hmm. that you know you can't just have with like another person. Yeah. And it's very like, it's just, it's the best feeling. And so to keep the, the spark alive, like, you know, yeah, you can go on dates and you can, you can make an effort to do very like fun and spontaneous things with your partner. Mm-hmm. And that'll definitely contribute to like keeping that spark alive. But above all, like just, continuously make an effort to talk to them and like you know ask them questions or maybe like annoy them a little bit and be funny and goofy they're a person that's always going to be changing just like you are and I feel like that's part of what makes these long-term relationships and marriages so special is that you can always learn something new about your partner you just have to be willing to like 
find out what that is. Yeah. And romanticize your relationship. Sometimes it is all about perspective and the way you look at that person with childlike awe, even if you've been in the relationship for five years. Yeah. And something that works for me is like periodically reflecting on what I love about that person yeah. and make it specific, like the actions, the words that they say, like the ways that they affirm you, the ways that they make you feel loved mm-hmm. and the memories that are so special to you that you want to record them or even yeah. just rewrite them as if you were like a fiction writer or something yeah. and write those in letters so that you not only communicate that to yourself but to your partner and then it brings up all these good memories and they feel affirmed and it just leads to more sparks in yeah. the long run like and also like them knowing that you notice those things and like oh, that you're huge. that you're taking time out of your day no matter how long you guys have been together to like send them a really like sweet message or mm-hmm. write them a letter or just do something Voice special memo. for them like even if it's on a valentine's day or your anniversary mm-hmm. like just a random tuesday or something like that stuff is so important and I just want to add my parents have been married for almost 25 years and like honestly I used to get so grossed out because they would always be like you know kissing in the kitchen and like just super like you know lovey-dovey PDA you know how like you get like your own parents like you know whatever but now that I'm older I just look at them and I am extremely amazed by their marriage and by how they have managed to keep the spark alive and it's so evident like I can Mm. feel how much they love each other and they talk about why they love each other all the mm. time. And I was just like with them the other day, like crying because they so were just cute. telling me their story. Anyway, so all I'm saying is it's possible, guys. It is possible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Actually, funny See story. Say. <laughs> I was at the cabins, like in the middle of nowhere. Just, you know, a little trip, little sabbatical with Emma's family. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like the nature or whatever. And her mom was like cooking breakfast or something. And Emma made a comment. I think it's saying like she's so, so she's such a multitasker. She's always doing something. Like she said something like that. And then I remember Emma's dad being like, oh, that's why I love her. That's what I love about her. Something like that. And it was really sweet because it was acknowledging even even the little quirks of someone that may be something that like is not commonly loved or appreciated yeah you know? he so, loves her quirks yeah exactly so I love that yeah and I just want to add really quickly even though friendships don't have romantic sparks I still think it's really important to keep the spark alive as in ask the person if there's anything that they would want to do with you adventure wise even like conversation wise or experience wise that y'all haven't done together because I think friends are so underrated when it comes to growing together and having this excitement for common interests and passions and so even if you've been best friends with someone for like years and years and years, like ask them, what more can I do to serve you? And what more can we do together to like mm-hmm. have a lot of more fun and incorporate some adventure into your friendship? So yeah, I love that. Let's go on some hikes. Last question. So I'm naturally introverted and have a huge crush on this guy I just met. Girl, I really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not naturally introverted, I- but it happens. Yeah. How do I shoot my shot? TBH, I'm afraid of rejection, but I'm trying to be more courageous this year. Hashtag 2021. (laughs) You are on the right path by asking this question because just by wanting to learn is showing that you have this initiative, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I think is great. And I think if you're naturally introverted, never let that stop you from starting like a new connection with someone. So I would say 
just casually like start up conversation about a common interest that you guys have. Whether it's like you're in the same organization, you both love watching basketball on TV, or you both both like love this author or this artist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like just start talking about something that the the other person like gets fueled up about. Yeah. And immediately they will appreciate not only like the opportunity to like rave about something they love, but they'll start associating you with positive emotions. And that's mm, huge. That's a really great one. Because as soon as they like, oh my gosh, every time I talk with Emma, like we talk about how much we both love the Spurs, then they look forward to talking to you. <laughs> and then later, like maybe you'll go to a Spurs game together. And then that's that'll be like one. a good little way to keep the spark going I can be a huge introvert around guys that I'm interested in. So it shouldn't like, oh, and I can't just say, oh, it shouldn't get in the way of it because it probably will. But if you could look at it from a perspective of I want to get to know this person more and, you know, maybe like you as a friend. Yeah, exactly. Like you obviously, you know, have interest in them a little bit more than a friendship, but just go at it with a perspective of I just want to get to know this person because they seem so interesting. I feel like they would be really cool to get to talk to. And that automatically brings the nerves down, at least for me, like instead of looking at it as this Mm -hmm. like person that you put on a pedestal, like, Oh my God, he's so hot. Like, I don't know how to talk to him. He's like this and that Mm -hmm. he's literally just human. She is literally just human. You can talk to them. Like there is no rule against it. Like Mm -hmm. you can do it. Just, level up a little bit honestly there's this there's this quote 20 seconds of courage from we bought a zoo it's literally the (laughs) best best movie ever go watch it but the the guy in the movie who is played by matt damon he basically just worked up 20 seconds of courage to introduce himself to his wife and it's the cutest thing ever but seriously if you can just gather 20 seconds of courage the greatest things can come out of it and if not then at least you know that you took the risk and did Mm -hmm. it and you feel so much better after and that will give you more confidence to do other things in the future that are courageous yeah i love that (laughs) okay guys mic drop we're gonna end here and save our last segment endearing awkwardness for our next episode so you guys have something to look forward to but just to reiterate we are shortening our episodes to around 30 to 40 minutes so stay tuned every thursday We will see you next Thursday, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye.